This is the Daily Detail, powered by 1819 News, Honest News. Alabama. Alabama. Our great state. The voice of Alabama values. Alabama. Unbelievable people. And now, here is Andrea Tice. A federal court has now ruled in favor of the state of Alabama over a dispute involving the U.S. Treasury and the American Rescue Plan Act. The ARP is a $1.9 trillion federal law that was initiated by the Biden administration and would have punished those states for using the influx of federal dollars to offset taxes for their residents. U.S. Treasury was even seeking to reclaim some of those funds from the state if that money was going to be used for cutting taxes. However, Alabama Attorney General Steve Marshall argued to the 11th Circuit Court of Appeals that this was a violation of the U.S. Constitution. The 11th Circuit Court agreed that federal aid cannot be used to prohibit a state from cutting taxes. Marshall called the move from the Biden administration an unprecedented assault on state sovereignty and an attempt to commandeer the state's power to tax, spend, and determine their own fiscal policies. Alabama led this lawsuit with other states joining in, including West Virginia, Arkansas, Florida, and nine other states. This week is National School Choice Week, so state leaders that are in favor of Alabama moving forward with offering more choices to students and parents are speaking out about their plans for the upcoming state legislative session. Alabama has traditional public schools as well as public charter schools, magnet schools, online learning, private schools, and homeschooling. However, Alabama has yet to follow two other states like Arizona and Florida in issuing vouchers to each family with a school-age student so that they can take that money and apply it to the school of their choice. Freshman state legislator Susan DeBose spoke with 1890 News, saying that she is in favor of furthering school choice in providing these vouchers. She says it would bring competition into the mix and improve all schools as they seek to attract and retain those students with those vouchers. DeBose also believes that the state is in a very good position to pass a school choice bill this coming legislative session. DeBose is serving on the House Education Policy Committee and says that she plans to bring the matter up immediately. A preliminary report is now released from the National Transportation Safety Board when it comes to an airline employee who died on New Year's Eve at the Montgomery Regional Airport. The NTSB says that there were several safety protocols not followed prior to 34-year-old Courtney Edwards walking on the tarmac near an airplane that still had its engines running. Edwards ended up getting too close to that engine and dying as a result of it. The NTSB report says that there were two safety meetings before that American Eagle flight arrived at the airport, and those meetings were to remind the crew that the engines would remain running and for workers to not approach it. The flight crew left both engines running for a required two-minute engine cool-down, The report also says that the aircraft's rotating beacon light was still running as a warning to those at the airport. Edwards was an employee of American Airlines at the Montgomery Regional Airport. She was also the mother of three children. The Jefferson County Coroner releases a report on drug overdose deaths for 2022, as well as the month of January so far. Chief Deputy Coroner Bill Yates says that three weeks into 2023 and the number of suspected deaths due to drugs is now at 34 In 2022, the total number of drug-related deaths came in at 416. Yates says these drug fatalities have shifted over the years, from starting with opioids, then moving to heroin, then to fentanyl, and now these deaths are caused by fentanyl being mixed in with other illegal drugs. 
Yates also says that the numbers are shifting when it comes to race. It used to be that drug fatalities were primarily with white men between the ages of 40 and 49. Now that demographic has shifted to include both black male and female victims. And Yates says that that shift occurred in 2019. Two men are under arrest for a shooting in Birmingham that injured a nine-year-old girl and her father. 21-year-old Jonathan Ellington and 22-year-old Hanesia Fletcher are facing attempted murder charges for the shooting that happened at a motel this past weekend. The little girl was shot in the abdomen and remains hospitalized. The father was shot in the arm. Authorities have not yet solidified a motive for the shooting. Both suspects are being held without bond in the Jefferson County Jail. A fisherman in Daphne gets a surprise at May Day Park. Alan Neighbors spoke with WKRG News saying that on Sunday afternoon he was about to make his first cast of a line into the waters when he spotted something in the sand nearby. Neighbors says that he thought it was possibly a good tackle box that someone had left behind. Instead, it was a bereavement box and inside was an urn of ashes. Neighbors took those items to the police department and they determined based on other items inside the box that it was a bereavement box for a young baby boy and was connected to a hospital in Memphis, Tennessee. Neighbor says the outside of the box was pretty water-worn. However, the contents inside were dry and hopefully can be returned to the parents. An Alabama farmer is now making national headlines following his recent passing. Hody Childress lived all of his life in Geraldine, Alabama, working on a farm as well as for Lockheed Martin. Childress died on January 1st, and at his recent funeral, it was revealed by the local pharmacist that every month Childress would donate $100 to help anyone who could not afford to pay for a prescription of drugs. The total amount that Childress paid out for these prescriptions to help the community is $12,000. Childress made the arrangements with pharmacist Brooke Walker so that his identity would remain anonymous for all of these years. The only other person who was made aware of it was Tanya Nix, who is Childress's daughter. And that occurred when Childress became ill the past few years and needed help in continuing his secret prescription payout plan. Nick says that her father's request to take the $100 each month to the pharmacy was no surprise. She said he was a humble man of faith who cared deeply for his country and his community. Childress died at the age of 80. For more in-depth stories affecting the state of Alabama, go to 1819news.com. In national news, we're now finding out how a gunman in Los Angeles was stopped from committing even more murders after he shot at an event celebrating the Lunar New Year with the Asian community. The shooter at Monterey Park had already killed 10 people when he sought a secondary target at another event. But there was a man standing near the door when he arrived who realized what was happening and took action. Brandon Tay spoke on ABC's Good Morning America. This is when he started uh, prepping the weapon and something came over me. I, I realized I needed to get the weapon away from him. I needed to take this weapon, disarm him or else everybody would have died. Um, When when I got the courage, I I lunged at him with both my hands, grabbed the weapon, and we had a struggle. Finally, at one point, I was able to pull the gun away from him, shove him aside, create some distance, point the gun at him, intimidate him, shot him and say, get the hell out here, I'll shoot, get away, go. And at this point, I thought he would run away, but he, he was just standing there contemplating whether to fight or to run away. I really thought I would have to shoot him if he came at me. This is when he turned around and walked out the door, jogged back to his van. 
I immediately called police with the gun still in my hand. The shooter has now been identified as 72-year-old Hu Can Tran, who left that area in a cargo van only to take his own life later on Sunday when police pulled him over along a California road. A member of Congress now has an adult child in trouble with the law. The Democrat minority whip in the U.S. House, Catherine Clark, took to social media to talk about the arrest of what she referred to as her daughter, Sydney. However, Sydney is dealing with gender dysphoria, apparently, and is actually 23-year-old Jared Dow. Dow was arrested in Boston for property damage and assault. Dow was spraying anti-police graffiti on a historic monument in that city. He also physically assaulted a police officer during that arrest. Clark says that she loves her daughter, Riley, and this is a very difficult time in the cycle of joy and pain in parenting. Clark revealed on the House floor back in 2021 that she had a child that she described as non-binary. A former FBI counterintelligence agent who was part of the investigation into the Russia, 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 Trump collusion allegations that occurred back in 2016 is now being charged with working with, wait for it, the Russians. Charles McGonagall is facing money laundering charges related to Russian oligarch Oleg Deripaska. Those charges were issued against McGonagall by the U.S. Department of Justice. McGonagall was actually arrested at the JFK airport this past weekend. He worked in the New York City Counterintelligence Division between 2016 and 2018 and then retired. During that time, McGonagall worked with foreign agents that were in direct conflict with his work with the FBI and which he hid from that agency. The New York Times is reporting on an interview that they had with Nancy Pelosi and her daughter, Alexandra. The daughter says that the Speaker of the House sought to bring in Catholic priests to pray in their San Francisco home to cast out any demons in a Catholic exorcism. There's no actual confirmation that the priests did that. The request from Pelosi came a month after her husband was attacked by a man who was inside the home while Nancy was in Washington, D.C. That man attacked Paul Pelosi with a hammer after the police arrived at the scene. Catholic priest Frank Pavone has been an avid pro-life activist for decades now, and he posted a message to Pelosi after the news of her exorcism request came to light. Pelosi doesn't have to start with and shouldn't be starting with the idea of chasing evil spirits out of her home. She has to start with chasing evil spirits out of her heart because embracing abortion is embracing the devil's work. Pay attention, Nancy Pelosi. You're embracing the devil's work by embracing abortion. Don't be trying to chase him away and invite him at the same time. You're listening to The Daily Detail from 1819 News. If you are enjoying The Daily Detail and want to make sure that these reports come up easily on your smartphone, then be sure to hit the subscribe or follow button on whatever podcasting app you are using. It's usually on the main page of The Daily Detail. That could be on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Podbeam, or some other app. And also be sure to visit 1819 News for more reliable, up-to-date information on what's going on around here in Alabama. You can also join 1819 News by becoming a member, which will get you exclusive content as well as 1819 merchandise. You can visit 1819news.com backslash membership to learn more. I'm Andrea Tice. I'll be back again tomorrow. I look forward to updating you then. Alabama. Alabama. Our great state. Alabama. Of Alabama. This has been The Daily Detail. For more up-to-date news, go to 1819news.com, where you'll find honest news and Alabama values. 